This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. As the announcer said, I am your host, Gordon Firemark, your master of ceremonies, your ringmaster, your cruise director, if you will. Now, this time around, I don't have an interview scheduled for you. It'll probably be a little bit of a shorter episode than usual, and um, I think that's okay. Uh, What I'm going to do is talk a little bit about some of the factors and uh, considerations to make when choosing a microphone for your podcasting endeavors. Now, if you are already a podcaster, you may... um, you may find this information uh, valuable anyway in case you're thinking about upgrading or changing your your uh, your podcasting workflow or any of that kind of thing. And uh, you'll have heard some of the folks on the show that we've interviewed in the past talk about some of these microphones that I'll be discussing. And um, anyway, I hope this is, is useful and valuable information for you. If you are considering starting a podcast, um, take heed. <laughs> Listen up. Let's just get started. So there are a number of different options for uh, recording a podcast. Um, when you uh, when you get started out, you you may be tempted to go with what you've already got on hand, and and that may be as little as the uh, onboard microphone that's built into a laptop computer. Now that is not a terrific sound quality kind of an approach, and I will say that I think sound quality is an important factor and consideration when you are podcasting, because um, you don't want to uh, uh, produce a lot of important, valuable content with poor sound quality that nobody wants to listen to. So um, if you're thinking about using that onboard microphone, do some testing and make sure you could uh, you know, really justify sticking with that. It, it's certainly a, a, a no-cost option if you've already got a laptop or some kind of a computer with an onboard microphone, but I think it's probably the poorest choice from among the ones we'll be talking about today. Um, onboard microphones on computers and webcams and things like that are generally designed to pick up lots of sound from everywhere around in the room. Uh, they are um, uh, designed to, uh, you know, give a minimally... Uh, tolerable sound quality. And and some of them are okay, uh, especially some of the better webcams have built-in microphones that are quite good. But uh, let's let's talk about some other options here. I I think um, many people have thought about using a headset microphone that they connect up to the computer. Um, And uh, there are two varieties of those, the headset mic that plugs into the, with two separate little plugs, one for the microphone connection and one for the uh, for the earphone connection, and these are pretty good. They they can sound reasonably good. Again, the the wide variety of uh, of differences between them, and uh, to a certain extent, I think you get what you pay for. So the cheaper ones are likely to be uh, lower quality sounding, and they also use these condenser microphones um, built into them that uh, you know are designed to pick up uh, you know a fairly broad variety of sound from around the microphone. Some of them have a noise canceling technology, which is great to uh, to get rid of that background noise. The other kind of headset microphone is a USB connection. And this is my favorite. Uh, I think this is a better approach because the USB microphone actually becomes the sound device for the computer and takes us out of the, the onboard processing of audio, um, uh, at least of the inputs. And what that can do is reduce... Um, system noise, you know, noise from the computer's fan. Uh, you know, it's an electrical system in there, and there's a lot of moving parts and electrical parts uh, all crammed into a small container. And there's bound to be some uh, 
overload and overlap of, of things. And in some recordings made with uh, uh, both the onboard microphones and the, uh, the plug-in kind using the separate mic and, and earphone plugs, uh, we see we sometimes hear a sort of a whining sound in the background. And sometimes when the mouse is moved around, we'll hear a little noise as well. So the USB microphone uh, or headset microphone is a really good choice for this, uh, if it's what you have in mind. The, uh, again, you know, the uh, quality varies with price, and uh, you sort of get what you pay for. You can spend anywhere from you know ten or twelve dollars per <laughs> per headset up to uh, probably around two hundred dollars for a headset. And uh, I think that if you're going to get into that higher range, there are some better choices. Um, a headset microphone certainly is convenient. You can throw it in a bag and just plug it in and go wherever you are. You can, uh, uh, especially the USB varieties, they sound pretty good, and um, it's actually quite easy to. Uh, uh, to handle and, and get set up and so on. The next category I want to mention is a USB microphone that is a standalone microphone. There are a number of these out on the marketplace, and I'll talk a little bit about those in a few minutes, but uh, um, I think this is probably the best choice for most uh, beginning podcasters because, you know, for the money you could spend, uh, you know, say $100 on a, on a USB headset and, um, uh, and, you know, get pretty good quality, or you can spend 50 or $60 on a... USB microphone and uh, another 30 or 40 on a decent pair of headphones and get quite a, quite a bit better quality sound coming out of that. I'll talk a little more about this uh, particular uh, option in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, but before we do that, I want to talk about the professional level microphones, the XLR connections. This is, this is that um, circular connector or jack on the bottom of the microphone and it has three pins inside it and it's called XLR which uh, uh, is a left a right and a common the X is the is the common or, or ground signal I'm not a, an engineer in that regard but uh, that is sort of my my take on things and this would require connecting through some kind of another device in order to get into a computer for recording um, you, you could connect it to a mixing board, a mixing console that would allow you to uh, combine the sound from that microphone with a number of other things. Uh, mixers include a preamplifier in them that allows to, uh, us to take the signal from that microphone and increase it to a level that is uh, more manageable for recording and editing purposes. And I think that's very important because um, we want to use uh, the highest level signal possible before we go processing the audio to minimize uh, artifacts and noise things and, and those kinds of things. And uh, so you can plug into a mixing console. You could also plug in through a, uh, a standalone um, microphone audio interface. There's a number of these on the market made by companies like Emma Audio and um, um, Apogee, Akai, Alesis, Focusrite, and quite a number of others. And uh, they're all pretty good. What they allow you to do is plug in your microphone and um, uh, and connect via USB to the computer. And they often allow you to plug in more than one sound source, so another microphone or uh, an output signal from the computer or a recording device or something like that if you wanted to play in the music the way that I do in my, uh, oh, my intro. Uh, that allows me to mix that and combine that, but without necessarily having to have a, a full-on mixer. Now, the last category of mic, and this is the one that I, I am most sort of eager to recommend for beginning podcasters, is the 
uh, the dual USB XLR microphone. And there's one particular one that I'm going to mention in a few minutes that I think is is ideal for podcasters because it's an easy, compact solution uh, that has remarkably good sound quality and it allows you to uh, upgrade as you go if you decided later on uh, you would start out with USB and then later on decided that you wanted to use uh, a mixer and some other things. You wouldn't have to go and uh, buy another microphone right off the bat. You would be able to... Uh, Use your uh, your XLR USB mic, um, you know, as you as you start to move that up that upgrade path. So uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But before we do that, I want to say there's another set of considerations to think about in choosing a microphone, and that is the question of whether you want a dynamic microphone or a condenser microphone. Now, most of the microphones out there in the marketplace that you're going to see are in fact condenser microphones. Certainly, among the USB microphones, uh, condensers are very popular. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why they do have a higher sensitivity in most instances. Let me back up. So a condenser microphone is a microphone that uses an, a a powered electromagnet within the, the microphone itself to detect the fluctuations in the energy field when a membrane, um, is moved by the sound waves entering the microphone. And those fluctuations in the electromagnetic field are what essentially become, you know, are the audio signal that gets amplified and recorded and, and all those, those things. Um, the, uh, the upside of, elect- uh, of condenser microphones is that they are very sensitive. They produce very good sound quality, if the good ones do. And these are the kinds of microphones that are used in recording studios where there's a controlled acoustical environment. Um, most recording studios that are, you know, have been uh, treated for good sound quality, so sound doesn't bounce around and echo and cause weird artifacts in in the recorded uh, signal. And that way, the uh, the recording engineers have the most control over things. They're popular with uh, with computer microphones, the USB plugins and the headsets and so on. Again, because they are. Um, they're easy to make sensitive and um, you don't necessarily want to have to be right on top of the microphone in order to uh, to get a, a passable audio quality. And for many applications, I think these are these are quite good. The other class of microphones to consider is the dynamic microphone. I am speaking to you right now through a dynamic microphone. Uh, dynamic microphones are not powered. They don't require any external source of power. So um, they're more a little flexible in that way. They, um, the mechanism that they use is similar. The, um, the membrane that it is moved by the audio waves as they enter into the microphone fluctuate against a, um, um, a ceramic kind of a magnet, a non-electrified magnet, and the signal that is uh, uh, generated in the, the the difference in the electrical field that's generated by those vibrations is sent down the wire and recorded. They tend to require a little more preamplification, and um, and that's okay. Uh, but the good news is they don't pick up quite as much uh, from around background noise kinds of things. So I am sitting in my home office. I'm sitting here with a hard wall and uh, in a corner actually with hard walls on both sides and a hardwood desk in front of me, hardwood floors. And you're not hearing a lot of echo or reverberation. Even if I step back from the microphone a little bit, uh, which isn't ideal. Right now, my mouth is about oh, three or four inches away from the front of the microphone, and um, you're getting a very good quality. Now, the good news is that um, if my kids are running around in the background while I'm recording at home, you're probably not going to hear it. Um, you're not going to hear things like fans and 
and uh, lawnmowers outside and those kinds of things that you might very well hear where you're using a very sensitive uh, um, uh, condenser microphone. And so that's why I recommend dynamic microphones for podcasting, especially for, for when you're starting out. If you aren't going into a radio studio or recording studio where you're going to, to do this, um, I think this gives us the opportunity to really focus on getting the, the sound we need <laughs> into the microphone and, uh, and leaving uh, rejecting those other microphones. And that brings us to another component or another factor. This is the what's referred to as the polar pattern uh, of pickup. And um, these are uh, there are four different polar patterns that are possible in microphones. Uh, omnidirectional is exactly as it sounds. It picks up sound from all directions around the microphone. So if you imagine the microphone standing up pointing at the sky, uh, it would be a complete sphere around that microphone. Sound being uh, generated anywhere around that sphere would be um, uh, heard by the microphone. And uh, that is another component that many uh, condenser microphones have an omnidirectional pickup pattern. And that means that background noise or noise from uh, the table, you know, behind the microphone or whatever, I just knocked on my desk for uh, a little bit of a sample. Uh, those kinds of things would be picked up and, uh, and quite loudly as well. The next kind of pattern is what's called a cardioid pattern. And if cardioid comes from the Latin, same Latin root as cardio, heart, and it describes a sort of heart-shaped pickup pattern that um, starts at the microphone at the sort of the top of the, of the, uh, um, <laughs> for lack of a better term, the cleavage at the top of the heart and, um, and aims, you know, in a sort of, uh, oblong round away from the microphone towards the front. And uh, so I am speaking into the very front of my microphone's cardioid pickup pattern right now. Now there's another class called hypercardioid. This is a rather unusual kind of microphone pickup pattern, but it is sort of an, a further elongation of that heart shape uh, to become almost sort of a barrel shape away from the microphone. And this can be good if you need to be a little further away from the microphone. But uh, the, as I said, these microphones are fairly rare and, and, uh, uh, unlikely to uh, to show up in the uh, podcasting space. And finally, there's the unidirectional microphone. This is the shotgun microphone that you sometimes see used in in uh, film and television uh, on the end of a boom pole where the person is pointing it right at the the, the mouth of the person speaking, usually from outside the the frame of the of the uh, image that's being recorded. Not really applicable in a podcasting environment where you're uh, recording audio only, but if you are thinking about recording video podcasting, well, then I think maybe it is worth considering uh, a, uh, a shotgun mic placed just out of frame or something like that. Uh, but there are other options in that regard as well. So what are some of the characteristics that you want to look at when you're considering a microphone purchase? Well, first off, I think we have to consider sound quality, right? We want to have the best quality sound for the the money that we're spending and and uh, the uh, situation that we're in, and so that comes back to those decisions about pickup pattern, about uh, whether it's a dynamic or a or condenser microphone, uh, and uh, and so on. And um, you know, really, the only way to really tell is to listen to a few microphones and and hear how they sound. Um, you may not have the opportunity to do that with your own voice. But uh, those of us that are recording out here sometimes do side-by-side -side tests and can give you a sense of things. And um, uh, 
you know, for example, the microphone I'm, I'm speaking into now is a fairly costly um, broadcast style microphone. Uh, but I'm going to give you, uh, you know, some other choices that sound nearly as good. So let us go. Um, so sound quality, frequency response is an important consideration. This is where the headset microphones, the onboard microphones, the um, the inexpensive USB microphones tend to fall apart a little bit. The frequency response tends to be um, not quite as full. It doesn't pick up quite as much in the low end of things, which for my voice is important. Uh, and it doesn't quite pick up as much and maybe in the high end of things, the higher frequencies um, that may uh, help to make the voice distinguishable because the sounds of the S's and the T's and the P's and the, and the, uh, the consonant sounds that, that sort of articulate the words that we say may be um, um, reproduced less than fully. So uh, on the other hand, the, the lower frequency response and the high frequencies also means there's less of that feedback and less picking up of hiss and noise in the microphone. So uh, again, frequency response is an important consideration. I tend to prefer a very flat frequency response across the full range of human hearing. Uh, just so you know, the, the generally accepted range of human hearing is from 20 hertz, that's 20 uh, cycles per second uh, at the very low end, to 20,000, 20 kilohertz uh, at the high end. And um, uh, generally, as we get older, we lose the ability to hear some of those higher frequencies. And so people in their 30s and 40s might be hearing in the 18,000 hertz range. And, and as we get older than that, even down as low as 15 or 16,000 uh, for people with so-called normal hearing. Um, the next thing you want to consider is how this microphone sounds with your own voice. And so if you have the opportunity to, to try before you buy or to test a microphone, uh, I would strongly recommend that. And, um, uh, you know, the, maybe you know somebody who has a microphone that you can try out and see how it sounds. Maybe you can uh, rent a microphone or buy one uh, with the intent of returning it if it doesn't sound quite right. And I think that's an okay thing to do. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, sort of go in with, with the expectation that you're going to keep a mic until, unless it's really not right for you or it just doesn't sound good. And then one other factor that I don't want to, I don't want to overlook is just the cool factor. <laughs> you know, how does this microphone look <laughs> when you're recording with it? Um, you know, especially if you're going to be using, you know, video or showing pictures of yourself as you're podcasting, having a microphone that looks like the real deal can matter. Uh, it shouldn't, but let's face it, it sometimes does. And so um, the microphones that, that use a spider shock mount uh, tend to you know, sort of have a more professional look to them than other things. But uh, anyway, it's, it's a factor to consider. Um, you have to decide how, much that, how important that is, how much that matters to you as well. And then, of course, the final factor is price. You know, microphones can cost anywhere from, as I sort of said, you can, you can get a, a headset mic for $10 or $12, uh, going all the way up into the hundreds. You can spend uh, 50 or $60 on a decent USB uh, XLR combo microphone, and that's the one that I tend to favor and recommend for new podcasters. Uh, you, the microphone I'm speaking into is the Heil PR40, and it is about a $350 microphone. Uh, before you buy the accessories to add that cool factor and, and improve some of the uh, uh, vibration resonance and things like that. So, um, the prices are all over the map and you can go as high, you know, you can spend thousands and thousands of dollars on, on high quality studio recording microphones. But, uh, you know, when you're recording a podcast, the, the thing that happens once the podcast is recorded is it gets squashed down and compressed and, and a lot of the nuance 
that you would might get with a very expensive uh, studio microphone is lost when you compress down to an MP3 format. So, um, so that's my take on on that. Um, and I know there are uh, microphone uh, purists out there who have very strong opinions about one thing or another. Um, and in my opinion, is you use the best microphone that gets you the best quality you can within your budget, and um, and and that's going to take us to the the budget range that I think is you know most of us are are thinking about. Um, the uh, the kinds of microphones that you see most commonly used by podcasters are uh, first in the condenser category the the blue Yeti microphone and this is a big sort of football shaped microphone that sits on your desk in front of you and uh, you plug your headphones into it as well and it has you know con- some controls on it and the sound quality from the blue Yeti is very very good. It is a condenser microphone, though, so I will say that it, it does uh, have a tendency to pick up uh, more room noise, background noise, and and breath and smacking lips and those kinds of things than uh, some of the other microphones I'm going to talk about. So the Blue Yeti is sort of the the podcaster's um, um, condenser mic that we see out there quite a lot. Another one is called the Rode. That's R O D E is the brand Rode Podcaster, which is. Um, uh, also a condenser mic that plugs in via USB to the computer and uh, uh, also sounds very good. It is a, uh, a barrel-shaped microphone, um, very similar to the uh, radio microphone that many broadcast stations use. Um, and the sound quality is quite good there as well. It costs, I think, around $130, $140. You can sometimes see it for a little bit less on on Amazon or some of the other websites. Uh, but uh, again, it's a condenser. It has that that uh, high sensitivity that I uh, think leads to background noise and hiss and other things that I think are less than desirable in this arena. Um, and Blue also makes another microphone called the Snowball. It is uh, a sort of funny thing. It's a white ball <laughs> that uh, can be mounted on a stand and uh, plugs in via USB. Sound quality is pretty good. Um, the technology behind it is again, it's a condenser microphone and, um, this is sort of my least favorite of the, of the common condenser microphones and it's still quite good. There are plenty of people who do record using the blue snowball on the dynamic microphone side. There are a few microphones that I, I frankly, I can recommend them all. The, um, uh, at the high end of things is the, uh, sure SM seven. This is a broadcaster's go-to microphone for radio stations and, and, uh, those kinds of things. Um, and it, it's in the four to $500 range. If I'm, if I remember correctly, another one in that same class and price range is the, um, electro voice RE 20, uh, which is uh, similarly, uh, priced and sounds very, very good. Very common to see in those in radio stations as well. These are both XLR connection microphones. They need to be plugged into a, uh, a mixer or preamplifier or a audio interface device of some sort. And so that may be a reason to, uh, uh, to reconsider before going down the road of that. Um, the microphone that I am using right now, as I said, is the Heil, that's H-E-I-L, PR40. It's one of the more common microphones among the podcasting community because uh, it's affordable at $350 or so. It's uh, very good sound quality. The, the dynamic range and frequency response is quite excellent. Uh, it too requires XLR connection. 
Um, and uh, it has a very good pickup pattern. It sounds great uh, up close like this. And even if I am a little further back, uh, if I increase the volume a little bit, you can hear me quite nicely and, uh, you know, no... Uh, no issues there without hearing a lot of my background noise and so on. So I'm going to come back a little closer and readjust my audio level. And, uh, and then I'm going to tell you about my favorite microphone for brand new beginning podcasting. This is the, and this is a microphone that I have used also when I'm on the road and things like that. It is the audio technica ATR 2100 here in the United States. That's the, that's the brand name for this microphone. And in a moment I will tell you the, um, uh, the overseas version of this microphone, but here in the U.S. it's the ATR2100. In other countries, this microphone is uh, usually found as the Samson Q2U USB XLR USB microphone. Fundamentally, the same microphone as the Audio Technica ATR2100. So, for my purposes, I'll be referring to these as the ATR2100. This is a microphone that connects via either USB or XLR. It has remarkably good sound quality, very similar in its, in its frequency response to that of the Heil PR40. I have been um, very impressed when I have done side-by-side -side testing of my own uh, voice using these microphones. And uh, I, I really can't recommend this microphone highly enough, largely because the price point is under $60 on amazon.com. You can get this mic for, I've seen it as low as $35 and, uh, you know, it fluctuates a little bit sort of based on demand, but boy, this is, this is the microphone of choice, I think for uh, startup podcasters, because it is just so easy to use. You, uh, you plug it into the USB connector on the computer, you, you plug your headphones into the back of the microphone and you set these as your audio device for the computer. You turn on your recording software and uh, which we'll talk about in another uh, episode of the show, uh, and and you record, and um, you get remarkably good sound quality. It's got a nice pickup pattern, nice sensitivity without being overly sensitive. It is a dynamic style microphone, and um, I think you'd be very impressed with it if you were to pick this up and, and give it a try. And I have an affiliate link here in the show notes uh, that I'll tell you about in just a, a moment if you're interested in taking a look at this or any of the microphones I've mentioned. So, so that's my recommendation for beginning podcasters. Now, the, if you're a little more serious and you want to get uh, more of that cool factor I talked about uh, and have a great looking microphone as well as a great sounding, and I think frankly the, the uh, more professional microphones are a little more durable also. I haven't had a, a breakage problem with my ATR2100, but I do keep it you know, in a foam-lined box when I'm not using it. So, um, The other great thing about that ATR2100 before I move on is it's a great microphone because of the price point. It's so easy to, for me to send it to somebody. If I'm going to be doing an interview and that person doesn't already have a microphone of their own to use, I can pack this up in a box with you know some foam padding around it and and ship it to the person by you know mail or priority mail or something like that. They have it in a day or two. They plug it in. They're up and running and ready to go. We connect up by Skype and and the sound quality that they get that I get from them is so good that I don't feel they need to record separately on their end and we don't need to do all that post-production. So uh, another great aspect of this is that it's so affordable you can use it as as the, uh, uh, the in-the-field mic that you send out to your interviewees or, or whatever. And I keep one in my backpack and just in case I decide I want to record something, um, I'm able to uh, 
connect it up to my laptop very quickly. It also actually works nicely with the iPad and the iPhone. You can connect it using an adapter and you can actually record right on the, uh, on the tablet device. So that's another bonus that this microphone and, and some of the others do as well. So uh, the Audio-Technica ATR2100 is sort of the go-to choice for new podcasters. Now, uh, you can get a PR40, uh, as I said, for around 350 bucks. You need you may need some other accessories for it, uh, but it is another great choice. And um, uh, yeah, and there and there you have. So, so here's the affiliate link for these two microphones. You can go to uh, lawpodcaster.com slash ATR2100. That's ATR2100. Or lawpodcaster.com slash PR40 lawpodcaster.com slash PR four zero. And, um, let's not also forget that I have put out a complete guide, a startup guide for quick start, I should say to, uh, to get you set up very quickly to, uh, to get all of the different technology that you need in place to get your first podcast episode recorded and published and all of that. And you can head on over to lawpodcaster.com slash quick start to uh, sign up to receive that guide and uh i look forward to uh to sharing that with you now um the show we didn't have an interview scheduled for the show this time around and uh i would love to uh lecture at you all the time like this but i think it's more interesting when we talk to other podcasters about what they do and how they do it and so i want to invite you if you are yourself a podcaster and would like to uh come on the show and be interviewed please get in touch with me my email address is uh, uh, G firemark at firemark.com. And if you, uh, know anybody who ought to be interviewed, if you think I should be talking to somebody in particular, please, you know, send me those recommendations. Um, you can also just do that in the comments of, on the, on the show notes here, uh, at lawpodcaster.com. And, uh, that'll do it for this episode. I think we're just about done. So let me just say thanks again for listening and, uh, stay tuned. Our, how to podcast course is coming up very soon. Go on over to lawpodcasting.com to sign up and get a little more information about that. And until next time, keep on podcasting. Podcasting.